everyone. Welcome to the New Earth Lawyer podcast. My name is Geraldine Johns Putra and I'm your host. I'm a lawyer based in Melbourne, Australia. Today I wanted to talk about something that is a little bit different. I wanted to talk about the ways in which people start to think differently when they first embark on a journey of wanting to implement change in the world. I experienced this myself over a decade or or more, and it's only on looking back that I can see how my thinking, my way of thinking evolved, my thought processes. And I've also witnessed this in people who, similar to me, want to try and create change in the world. You may have seen a recent episode of the New Earth Lawyer podcast where I interviewed corporate lawyer Patrick Andrews. And Patrick was explaining how he tried to come up with solutions to a conundrum that he had observed. And that is that good people make decisions and act in ways that actually impact negatively on society and the planet. And Patrick was trying to understand why. And what he had to do was to learn as much as he could about the people around him by observing them and the system in which they worked or the systems in which they worked. This was engaging in what we call uh, systems thinking. That is, he had to see people uh, and the organizations as entities working within uh, a massive jigsaw puzzle, structures uh, and frameworks that, that interlock with, with others. And he had to pull back to get a bigger picture view of what was going on and how these parts of the puzzle were impacting each other. It was only then that Patrick could devise effective corporate structures, new ones, and this is something he now does very well. So the first thing I want to say about uh, this change in thought processes is that anyone trying to effect meaningful change in the world needs a reasonable understanding of these interlocking systems and the problems that might arise, not just in the system in which they're trying to effect change, but in all of the other parts. So take, for example, the practice of law. A lawyer uh, embarking on this journey of of trying to engender change may start up, create a new type of law firm. But that law firm is servicing clients and is operating within a wider economic system, one that encourages a consumption uh, production investment mindset, one that promotes profit and growth above all else. Uh, they're operating within a financial system that measures financially based outputs and performance based on financial metrics, a political system where really people, ordinary citizens, are not as empowered as um, they may, may think that they are in, in a democratic society an education system that uh, that really um, reinforces the prevailing orthodoxy and an information and a media system that is actually influenced by powerful groups 
and uh, filters. So although a change maker may only have the resources or may only be capable of, of creating change impacting one part of the whole, that person really would benefit from understanding um, what the problems are in the other parts and how the change that they're trying to implement is going to really require changes in the other parts because otherwise the effort that they are expending is going to have little impact. So, for example, uh, taking my experience, when I began to think about the nature of for-profit enterprises and the for-profit system in which they operate, I began to not just read about the corporate system or the corporate legal and corporate governance systems um, within my professional sphere, but I began to, to also read more widely uh, about economics and monetary and financial theories. And the books I read, I'm going to just pick out some of them that I really enjoyed. Uh, the books I read included um, Donut Economics by uh, Oxford economist Kate Rayworth. Um, and that presents a, an alternative model to macroeconomic theory, a regener regenerative one, um, rather than the traditional investment production consumption model. Another one I read was David Pilling's The Growth Delusion, which is really based on the thesis that uh, you know GDP, a gross domestic product, isn't isn't by far the best measure of the well-being of a country or an economy. Uh, I read last year. I read this amazing book, Debt, by cultural anthropologist David Graeber, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago. Now, David looked at debt uh, from a societal perspective, not so much from an economic one, and looked at why we have particular assumptions that we make about debt as a society. David actually was one of the, the more active um, individuals involved in the Occupy Wall Street movement back in 2008-2009. Uh, and finally... Other People's Money by uh, the UK economist John Kay. Uh, he talks about, uh, he criticizes the over financialization that has occurred in our modern economies. And, and a lot of his learnings come out of the global financial crisis in about 2008 2009. So these books led me to see that while I was seeking to apply my skills, what I could bring to the table to try and implement change. Um, it wasn't really enough to work within my little patch, my little compartment. Um, I needed to get a sense of what solutions were needed out there in other parts. And uh, I also, to be more effective, um, decided to uh, educate myself and, and also to collaborate or to link up with people who are doing work, um, it, trying, to, trying to effect positive solutions in, in all of those other areas. 
collaboration is going to really enable each of us working um, as change makers to effect a, a really ground up grassroots development of the new paradigm rather than have a top-down approach that is dictated by some sort of authority or power that be the advantage of a ground-up approach is that it's created by individuals by those of us who really are going to live and work within the new system the next thing i i want to say is that um embarking on this kind of systems thinking um it it creates an another shift in thinking and that is that one begins to question the information that one is reading the reliability of the information and the reliability of the sources of information um so in my experience you know this questioning of information where does it come from is it is it truthful is it credible is it reliable is very healthy um because one begins to realize that the sources of information themselves come from a narrow perspective that isn't necessarily looking at the entire system and it doesn't mean that we have to disregard every single piece of information that comes our way it just means that um we begin to to question whether there's a flaw or bias and inaccuracy or or basically a lack of completeness of the information that's coming to us and this this will apply actually to any source of information whether it comes from say reading a newspaper of record or an academic journal or a new york times bestseller or whether you're you're watching something on on bitshoot or or youtube it applies whether you're you're listening to a politician on on tv talking to your best friend reading a tweet or talking even to your to your boss or your colleagues or even your favorite podcast host at first this method of critically examining every single thing that that you're reading listening to paying attention to can be a little bit disconcerting because it can feel like you're unmooring yourself from assumptions that have have really anchored or grounded you but over time it actually means that what you are detaching from is an outside source of authority and you're beginning to rely on your own inherent guidance and wisdom your own discernment as to what's reliable or not now obviously there are caveats that apply here which is that one should research authors whoever is purveying information check out whether they might have some affiliations they're not disclosing or some loyalties um that that really are, are hidden or maybe even not hidden and keep an open mind as to what they're saying There's another interesting thing that occurs here which is that as it becomes second nature to question current information coming in um a person also who is really serious about implementing change begins to question past beliefs past assumptions 
um, things that have been learned and acquired through through one's upbringing, you can begin to see where ideas and and um, truisms and the like were adopted from parents or from school teachers or textbooks, TV programs. Um, in my interview with Patrick, I actually referred to all of these as programming. Yeah, programming, like um, the matrix, you know, and I'm only kind of half joking because really sometimes it seems like we're all um, living and working in some sort of a simulation where we're, we're fed uh, certain ideas. And it's actually very refreshing to to begin to look at each of those ideas that underpin the way we live um, to see what we want to continue to carry around with us or, or what we really are prepared to discard. And with the advantage of realizing that almost all of the information around us is filtered in some way, and by developing a more mature internal compass, we're now in a better position to decide how we're going to um, implement change. Because, because we'll be building a, a picture of the world, a current picture of the world, that is based on far more critical thinking, far more mature thinking. And from that more critical view of the world as it currently is, we can move to uh, a world as it, say, uh, should be or would be healthier for everybody and for the planet. What also happens is that you become a lot more astute in observing where other people are carrying around beliefs that maybe are outdated, maybe are no longer fit for purpose, and maybe they're not even questioning or understanding our beliefs that they're carrying around with them. It's healthy also to remember not to judge people when you see this because, you know, everybody has their own journey. Um, and everybody is is basically on the path that's right for them. As a change maker, however, one who's aspiring to effect positive change and who's becoming aware of these things, there is an added responsibility. Um, so that's actually what I wanted to to bring up today and the reason I wanted to do this is because I, I feel it's so important in a world where we are basically awash with information coming at us from every angle, from everybody and it's exceedingly complex to pick our way through it let alone try to make an impact based on what we're hearing. My last piece of, of advice here would be to continue to see this work of uh, discerning the bigger picture as well as veracity and reliability of information and greater awareness as really a part of the journey and not not as um, uh, an intention to get to the end point as quickly as possible. It's not about that. It's actually an accumulation of experience. That's all really I have uh, for you today, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, as always, and until the next time, please take care of yourself. Bye.